Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You see me through. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for this. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I give. Good morning, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, Insta? What's up, Face? What's up, YouTube? I'm gonna do do me a favor. What I was doing right here. Share, 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 share. You will be surprised at who is looking for an encouraging word. And if you just paused to share what that word might do for someone else. I know sometimes um, it's hard, um, especially with things of faith, right? Like it's hard because we don't, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to we don't want to hurt it. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want nobody being upset. I don't want nobody saying I'm infringing on their rights. But oh, thank you, Shaquita. But you are not infringing, infringing on someone's rights ever by sharing encouragement or hope. It is their, like, they can receive it. They don't have to receive it. But you're not, like, ever encouraging when you, like, share, right? Like, when you share, when you take the word, you take the devotion, and, you know, I, like, let me pass this forward. Somebody else needs to get on this. And I know some of you guys have made this a very sacred place for you. You're like, LMJ, this is my private place. (laughs) And if I share it, folks going to be getting on um, and being a part. But that's okay, too, um, because we want folks to dwell in the secret place. We want people to dwell in the secret place with us. So do not be afraid. Just click the little arrow for the button, inbox a few people, send it to some people, put it on your timeline, put it on your timeline. It's because I'm going to just give you a little hint because people are a little nosy. Putting it on your timeline will typically um, gain more interest. I promise you, Many of the people that are on here with me tell me, you just came across, like, you just came across my feed. Like, one morning I saw you, and then the next, I don't even know who shares you. I don't even know how you got across my feed. So that same same way that I could you connected here is the same way. Thank you, Pastor Davis. It's the same way someone else needs to connect to the truth that we're getting and learning how to live in truth so that we can learn how to live victorious. I don't know about you. Can we put this in our comments? Kelly said that's how she saw me. I don't know about you, but I want everything connected to me 
to win. Can you can you say that this morning? I want everything connected to me to win. Woo! Come on. Can we say that? Can you declare that this morning? I want everything connected to me to win. I I want my haters. I want my, I want I want my enemies. I want everything that the word of God tells us to bless those even those that do that don't do us right. That's what the word says, right? So this morning, bless my haters, <laughs> bless my enemies, bless those that have spoken evil against me. I want everything. Come on, Landy said it. I want everything connected to me to win. Come on. I want everything connected to me to win. I want every person. I want my city. I don't want to keep complaining about my city or the lack thereof of what's going on in my city. I want my city to win. I live in this city. I don't want to keep complaining about my state. I need my state to win. I need my girls to win. I need my whole team to show up at the table and win. I need my sons to win. And sometimes because of the mindset we have been in, oh my God, that is so not like God. <laughs> because of the mindset we've been in, because people have done things to us or because we have done things like we don't have the winner mindset. We don't have, no, nah, I don't want them to fall. No, nah, I don't want them to collapse. Lord, cause them to win. Like cause them to win. I want everything connected to me. I want everybody, I want everybody to win. Because here's what I know. When my city is winning, the economy is winning, right? When the right people are in government, come on, y'all. We got to get bigger and greater and outside of ourselves and outside of our limited perspective and outside our pettiness. I need everything that I'm attached to, every place my feet go, every business that's around me. Your business does not affect my business. Your nonprofit does not affect my nonprofit. Your ministry does not. But if you losing, then it's not beneficial to the people that you're called to. Come on, y'all. It's not beneficial. We got to stop set tripping. Uh, we got to stop being so territorial. We got to be stop living it with a limited thinking. For those of us that worship and believe in God, if you understood how the whole kingdom worked, woo, you would throw off every little bit of selfishness and you would start praying for breakthroughs. You would start praying for change. You would start, no matter what somebody did, we don't want to lead somebody in a holding pattern of their past. You don't want to be in a holding pattern of your past. You don't want to be stuck where you were. You don't be sitting around sometimes, see, that's what they get. No, we need them to come up. We need their eyes to be open. We need them to see. We need them to get fresh revelation because if they continue, then this is a pattern and this becomes a generational curse. And if you don't know it or not, my God, we are interrelated, interconnected, and interdependent. Uh, if more young men go to jail because of violence, that affects our community. That affects our livelihood. It's so much more a bigger picture. So when I say, I want everything connected to me to win, I mean that. Like, I want everything connected to it. And then can I do something this morning? Because we kingdom citizens. We're going to talk a little different. Because... <laughs> It does not look like somebody is supporting you. I had to get this mindset because it does not look like somebody is supporting you or because it, I have people who get on here every day. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And they don't, and I don't know why, right? But they don't necessarily share the devotional. I'm just using this as, as an example. They don't necessarily share the devotional on their personal page, but I don't, my immature self would say, ah, oh, they don't support me. 
I don't know why. That's their business. That's between them and they God, right? But that doesn't mean they don't support me because they don't show up the way I think they should show up. That's a lack of immaturity when you think from that. Well, ain't nobody Somebody might be behind the scenes praying for you. Somebody might be behind the scenes thinking of you. Somebody, it's so many ways. And a lot of times people show up at the capacity and place that they're comfortable, but it is not hating on you. Woo! I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to free somebody this morning. It is not hating on you. It is not that the person doesn't want you to win. Everybody shows up at the capacity which they are comfortable. My goodness. And if we will ever get mature enough, we wouldn't be running around saying who doesn't support us, who doesn't like us, who doesn't whatever. We'll think in different terms, right? Everybody, I, everybody will give the best. So I don't spend time, if I clocked timelines, I would be whatever, right? And then if there's something that someone is supposed to be doing in your life, then let the Lord convict them or deal with them, right? Come on, let the Lord convict them. Let the Lord deal with them. But that's not that nobody hating on you. That's not, this is where this person is. And where this person is should not impact where you are. People show up at the capacity that they are comfortable. And if you're not a control freak, I'm sorry. If you're not a control freak, if you're not a controlling person, then you will give people the freedom to show up. As long as they ain't abusing you, as long as they ain't going outside your boundaries, you will give people the freedom to show up at the capacity. See, capacity has a lot to do with somewhat. Let me say this. I don't even know why I'm here. I I know why I'm here because the Holy Spirit led me here. Capacity has a lot to do with how people are connected in our lives. A lot of times people are connected to you um, through the capacity, what I mean, capacity, like what, what, what they have within them, what they, what they can give you the volume of what they can give you. And a lot of times we look, um, for, we think people should have a certain capacity to do things when we don't, they don't have the capacity. They don't have the availability. They don't have the time. They don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the compassion. They don't have, uh, they don't have the resources, right? When we talk about capacity, we're talking about the amount of, amount of something that someone contains. And if I don't contain it, if a person doesn't contain it, a person can't show up in it. I'm finna. If a person doesn't contain it, if they don't have it in them, they don't. Show, they, it will not show up. And we get frustrated because. Someone doesn't show up for us the way we feel like they should show up. We put too much attention and time on that. And that's a device from the enemy altogether, right? I, I, that's a device from the enemy altogether. Because at the same time that we're looking for particular people to show up for us, there are other people that God will be preparing to show up for us. But because we are so focused on who did not show up for us, we're not really receiving and properly attaching to the people that God has called to show up for us, right? Um, oh my God, this I just okay, Holy Spirit, calm me down. So with with that, somebody if somebody doesn't have it in them, that's what I'm saying when I say capacity. If someone doesn't have it in, and don't assume because you have it in you, and this is the way that you show up, that this is the way other people are gonna show up, or don't assume 
just because you do things a particular way this way, that this is the way that other people will do things. That's not how this life works. People show up at the table with what's in them. People show up at the, we, we've been dealing with a situation with a particular teacher at school. And Judah has been, I, I shouldn't have said the name. But anyway, one of my children, in case the person is watching, one of my children has had a hard time with this teacher because his expectation for her as a Christian woman, based on some short stories and some things that he has told, told she has told, his expectation, his expectation uh, and I can, I'm going to say something for something else, too, because somebody says something. I need to say this. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Yes. His expectation for her is based on the standard that he has set for himself. Judah's standard is high. Judah operates in integrity and character at beyond what most 12-year-olds and adults do. I'm just going to be honest. And he's, he's high justice. And... He keeps showing up and getting disappointed because she will not perform at the level that he expects her to perform as an adult, at the level that he expects her to perform as a Christian. And she keeps showing herself. <laughs> she keeps showing herself. She keeps showing herself. And I said, like, exactly who she's showing you to be is exactly who she is. And so you're getting frustrated with where you expect her to be. You're getting frustrated with where you expect, how you expect her to handle life. You, you have a, a standard, right? You have a, you have a standard that you have set. And because you have this standard set, that's how you expect her to keep showing up. And she's not showing up like that. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to release her and let her go because she's giving you all that she has. She's giving you all that she has. She she don't have nothing else to give you. Because if she has something else to give you, Juju, she will give you that. But she can't give you what's not in her. And a lot of times we spend so much time in debt. You got to listen to what I'm saying. You see, you in debt. And I need you to not think of this from a negative perspective. Because y'all go into a, I'm just telling you because I know us, y'all will go into a spin and make it about the other person. The problem really ain't the other person. The problem is you. I'm sorry, boo-boo. I got to give you the real information today. The problem is not the other person. The other person is doing them. The problem is you. The problem is The problem is you. The problem is unrealistic expectations of people to operate beyond the capacity of what they have in them. When people, if it, I'm a firm, this is my saying, if it look like a duck, if it act like a duck, if it quack like a duck, it's a duck. <laughs> like it's a duck. It's a duck. And because we, my, we, we project what we feel like, we where we feel like people. The other, everybody don't have your heart. Everybody don't do things the way you do things. Um, and then let, let me be real, real. Some of the things that you do are, have been done from a perverse expect perspective. I got, can I, is this it? Like it's been done from a perverse perspective because of the rejection and abandonment. 
you grew up with you overperform. I'm sorry. I ain't sorry. Hold on. Let me see it. You overperform. You over show up. You break your boundaries and then you hostile when you do it because you're looking for belonging and you're looking for acceptance. And when people don't over show up like you, you feel like it's something wrong with people. I'm a reformed. I'm you talking to somebody that's reformed from this. And because of the rejection and abandonment, when nobody else shows up over like you, then you feel like everybody else is lacking something. But you have breached boundaries. You have breached God's perfect will. You have, I'm just going to be honest, you have moved outside of your assignment because you feel like this is what's like required of you when it's not necessarily what's required of you either. <laughs> it's what you decided to do because this is your level of comfort, comfort of where you feel good about you. Let me tell you something somebody told me recently, and I ain't like it when they said it. They said, giving is your vice. And I said, what do you mean? I have watched you long enough to know that when you are in a bad place, you know how people overshop. <laughs> I know this is gonna sound crazy. You know how people overshop. You know how people um over she said, you'll go give even when you really don't have the capacity to give. And I was like, I was pissed. I was like, what is she? she knows I have a giving heart, and I do like I have the gift to give. That's not the thing, but I had to set and settle in what she was saying. She said, anytime you're in pain. Because giving makes you feel good. I'm, I'm sorry. Woo. Because giving makes you feel good, you'll give. But you're not giving from a perspective. You're giving because it makes you feel good because of the pain that you're experiencing in the situation. When she said this to me, I'm 38 hot. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You just, and in my head, can I be honest with what I said? She don't get to tell me this. She just ain't the level of giver I am. Booyah, she don't get to tell me this. She just ain't the level of giver I am. Well, I begin to eat that. I begin to eat that. As I begin to stew on what she said, the Lord began to show me. She's absolutely right. Here's where you go to when you're in pain, right? Still another vice, Lakeisha. Not you running, not you turning to me, not you seeking my will, not you seeking my face, not you showing up at the capacity that I tell you to show up. I have been in a season right now, this season. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all. I have been in a season where I really thought I was not giving much. I have not really been able to be there for my people the way that I would really love to be there. I'm just being, I've not been able to give the way that I really love to give. Like it's just been this season, it's been for the last two years, but the intensity for like the last six, seven, eight months, like it's been hot. It's just been hot, the heat, the pressure. And I've not been able to show up for my people. And I remember one day and it's been hard, but everything that I have in me right now it's only for my house. I ain't got no more than that right now. I, I, I just don't. It's just so hard right now. And what's required of me, 
where, where Josiah is concerned is a lot. So I remember one day I was laying down and the Lord said something to me. And he said, why do you think, mom, he said, why do you think the devotional is not enough? Because I want to mentor personally. Um, I want to spend more time in my sister circles. And he said, you pour your life out every day on this devotional. You pour your life out every day in this prayer call. You doing feed the streets, which is feeding the homeless. Like, why do you feel like what you're giving is like not enough of what you're pouring into people? You're showing up for people every day. Your life is a seed. So what are you waiting your show up on? Like, what are you waiting your show up on? Because you can't be at this party? Because you can't be at this event? Because you didn't make it to this graduation? Because um, you couldn't be at this? You are giving. You are giving. And so I had to reprioritize my attention. Woo! My God. My, to the attention of what he had called me to do in this season. And when you don't have the capacity, when you don't have the capacity, you just baby ain't got the capacity. You just baby ain't got the capacity. When you don't, when you don't have the capacity, you you're giving. He told me he said you're giving every day. You show up and give your best. He said every day you show up and you give your best. But all you got in you right now is is what these little boys need. And then the other pockets when your friends having birthdays and you can be there or you got a friend in the crisis and you be there, you're showing them. What are you evaluating your show up when this is the season that you're in? We are enough. We are enough at the capacity that you can, at the, at the capacity that you can. That's it, Tina. Giving a lot, just different in this season. Give, giving a lot is but different in this season, right? Given, given a lot, but different in this season. Given at the capacity I can, but different. So if I can understand that my value and worth is in him and he corrects and charts my course, if I really ever let him be good shepherd, if I ever really let him be good shepherd, if I ever lead him, let him lead me beside the streams, the waters, the grass to fill me up, if I let him lead me through the valleys, if I let him lead, I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I will stop trying to be all over the place. I will stop trying to be everything to everybody because I don't have the capacity. I told my girl the other day, she said, right now teaching, working for LMJ Ministries, because I know God called me to work for LMJ Ministries. And my kids and family is all I got. And I have come to the recognition, recognize I can't do much else. Anything else is going to stretch me through thin, too thin because what God has called us to do through LMJ Ministries is great. That's where I stand. So she had to take some stuff off the plate or stop spinning plates that she had been spinning that the Lord never asked her to spin. Sometimes we get attached to the wrong things in the wrong season because of popularity. Come on, y'all. Because of the feel good, because of the rejection, because of the abandonment, because we didn't feel successful. And we'll get out of pocket and out of place and be attached to things for the wrong reasons. 
instead of being invested in the things that God had called you to do, right? So then when the Lord said to me, he said, this is it. This, this is, this is it, right? This is it. This is where you are. This is the expand of your reach. This is the capacity of what I called you to do. Don't do nothing outside of this because when you reach outside the capacity of what he's giving you, and let me say this, you need to be faithful to what he spoke over you and what he called you to do and, and not be maneuvering in new places. You will maneuver and be drawn to new places because of insecurity, lack, and rejection. This is a word for somebody. Don't let the enemy get you. To ask, is this my insecurity drawing me to this place? Because I want to be somewhere I'm celebrated. Because I think the little thing that God asked me to do ain't big. Everything God asks you to do is big. If he tells you to show up and focus on just being a wife and a mother, that is purposeful and big. If he tells you to just be an usher at the church, that is purposeful and big. If he tells you just take care of your mama in this season, that is purposeful and big. If he tells you volunteer at the kids' school on the PTF, it is purposeful and big. Everything is purposeful and big when you obey God. Everything is purposeful and big when you obey God. Everything. I had a season where the Lord told me, stop going everywhere, stop being attached to anything, and focus on your kids. They need you. I dropped everything. I sold my life into them. That's what I did because that's what he told me to do. They started they went from insecurity, not knowing who they were. They started blowing up. And it wasn't me making them blow up. They started. Josiah went from a quiet, introverted child, right, to trying out for musicals, trying out for plays, being a student government president. I never suggested anything. I just decided to be their mom. I just decided, let me be their mom. <laughs> like, just... Be their mom. Be their mom. Started showing up, started volunteering, and they started blooming. A lot of times we'll think we can't grow where we're planted. But the problem is not that we can't grow where we planted. The problem is we're not properly rooted. And then every time pressure is applied or something comes in to shift or shake us, oh, we let the wind blow us on to something else we move and divert our attention to something else because that makes us feel good when where the lord has called us to be is where we're going to be most effective and where we're going to show up y'all somebody y'all pull that out of me today so i'm gonna give you something <laughs> and we still gonna talk about our past but I am a firm believer in letting the Holy Spirit shift me. And I'm not going to leave you without a scripture on this, right? I need you. I'm not going to leave you out of scripture on this because this really signs off in what we were learning this week. I'm going to give you the scripture on this and then I'm going to get off of this. And then we're going to continue and letting the past go. But the Lord needed us to get this word today so that we could free ourselves, walk in a higher standard and a calling of who and what God has said and spoke over our life. Pastor Mary said, be still and know and stop fidgeting. Can I tell you what that be still and know means? That be still means drop it. 
Hebrew, 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 we quote that, be still. That be still means drop it. <laughs> like drop it. Drop it in the master's hand. Stop warring and fighting life the way you have warred and fought life. <laughs> Come on. That's what that means. Drop it. You've been fighting life the same way at the same time, at the same capacity, ending up in the same circumstance, in the same situation, and all your relationships, coming back to a certain place where you keep feeling like this ain't it, or once pressure is applied at your job, this is overwhelming, coming back to the same place at the same time, doing the same thing because you have not dropped it, because you are still fighting and warring in old ways when the Lord needs you to be still. Come on, y'all, and know that I am God. When I be still, means I drop it. <laughs> when I be still, it means I drop it. I'm dropping it. I'm dropping it. You know what? I'm dropping the weapons, the ways that I have waged war, the ways I've handled business, the ways that I've handled people. I'm dropping it off because I need the God Jehovah Gabor to go to war with me. I need God to contend with those who contend with me because apparently, however I do it, <laughs> it ain't turning out right. And it's leaping me, it's looping my life and my circumstance and my situations back in the same place at the same time, in and in the same spot, evolving back to the same thing because why I haven't really dropped it. <laughs> Be still and know. That I'm God means drop it. You got to drop, drop whatever, however you've been waging war in the situation, drop it and let God come in and be the one that goes to war for you so you can make impact. <laughs> Woo! Let me give you this for real. You got to hear this. And stop, stop. I don't put this perspective on nobody else. Lord, show me me. Come on, show me me. Put it in the comments. Lord, show me me. When she reads this scripture, show me me. Stop thinking about who everybody else is, what everybody else is doing, what your children doing, what your spouse doing. I need mean, that's that's self-righteous. His righteousness will never compel you to look at nobody else. Um, because you understand judging someone is turning the finger and pointing, right? His righteousness always makes you self-reflective, his righteousness always pulls you inward, his righteousness always brings you to a place of conviction so we need the lord show me me lord show me me this is this word she about to drop right now and about nobody else and about my children about nobody else this is about me so lord show me me right open the eyes of my understanding ephesians 1 17 through 22 21 open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in christ jesus and you open my eyes so i can see this right and that's so <laughs> Galatians 6, 7, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a person sows, he will also reap, right? So reap. It's established laws that govern the universe that God made. Here's what I'm saying to you. If you have been sowing in the flesh in your relationships, you're going to reap in the flesh. I told somebody the other day, he said, he said, I don't have friends. I said, I do. I have really good friends. I do. I really do. There was a season 
that I did not have really good friends. And, and, and there was a season that I did not have people show up for me. What I stopped doing was planting in my flesh in those relationships. I did not realize with my spiritual self, uh, with I thought who I was self, that I was planting wrong in those relationships. The laws of the kingdom rest on this. This is not a bend. This is not a half true. This is a established law in the kingdom, right? So it says, and so when you have rejection, insecurity, and all those other things, they will teach you how to improperly sow into relationships. Some of y'all don't even recognize and realize you've been invested. Holy Spirit, help my tongue this morning. You've been invested in some of y'all relationships at the capacity only because I want them to invest back in me. Like, I, I just want them to invest back to me. So when I plant in my flesh, when I do things in my flesh, when I do things outside the spirit of God, when if I would have in this season to continue to do things the way people wanted me, wanted to feel like I should have showed up, or if I would have continued to do things um, the way that I felt I needed to do things in this season, that's what it means to plant in the flesh. <laughs> when I'm doing things outside of God's will for my life, I'm planting in the flesh. When I'm doing things based on what makes me feel good, right? Remember when I told you I'm giving, right? I'm giving because it feels good, not giving because this is with pure motives or hearts, right? And I know some of y'all like, but you should get, no, 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 not if it's a vice. Any doing things. So, so go back. So it says, don't be deceived. God is not mine. For whatever a person sows, he shall reap. Because one who sows to the flesh will reap destruction from the flesh but the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit and you all just hear me just listen to me in this and how this works right so this is this is a spiritual law or principle right so whatever a farmer sows it receives a harvest here's the thing a lot of times we don't know we operate like that in the flesh we think it's us being good we think it's us we don't realize we're only showing up in certain spaces because we want people. Not, I'm not doing this because this is what the Lord told me to do. I'm doing this because I feel like this is the right thing to do. Or I'm doing this because I want to be attached to this. I used to, I used to show up at events because I would want people to show up at my events. <laughs> right? Remember, this is not you looking at nobody else. It shouldn't be no they, their, them statements. Right now, you got to focus on you. Lord, show me this. Show me where I could particularly be sowing to the flesh in my relationships and reaping in the flesh and then coming up frustrated because the person doesn't have the capacity to give me back what I need. Come on. Woo! Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So show, show me this because this may be the problem in my relationships. Because I think I'm sowing spiritual, but I'm really sowing in a capacity that's been damaging. <laughs> I'm really showing sowing in a capacity that's harmful. I'm really showing up because I want to be attached to this person or attached to this event or attached to this thing 
because I think it's going to benefit me. I'm just giving what I feel in my spirit. So let us not, and then let us not get tired of good doing for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of us all, especially for those who belong in the household of faith. This law applies universally to everyone, to every place, and it's without fail. Do not, do not like, so, so what do we do when I've been doing this? Repent, Lord, forgive me, um, for all the wrong seeds I've planted, all the things that I've done outside your will, all the times that I've operated in my flesh in every relationship. Father, forgive me. Forget, forgive me. I'm plucking up those seeds, all the wrong seeds. Every time I was trying to soothe somebody with the words in my mouth um, so that I could stay attached, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me not for walking in purity. Forgive me not for not walking in truth. Forgive me for staying connected to things that you have told me. That you have told me that it's time for me to go. Or that this was not something I even was supposed to be connected to in the first place. Forgive me for trying to be in places of importance where what you called me to is already important. Forgive me for that. Help me to plant new seeds. Help me. You're going to have to till that up, pluck that up. Show me the wrong motives in my heart. Show me where my insecurity, my rejection, my abandonment is leading my decision making. Show me this. Because I don't want to reap this no more. Because if I'm reaping it in my relationships, like I got some deep to this where the God showed me the things that I was sowing into relationships. I was like, I don't sow this. Why am I getting this? And the Lord was like, you are sowing it because you're sowing in your flesh in this relationship. And even though the reap may look like different than what you sowed because it was in the flesh, it showed up in destruction. And the, what it destroyed was you. When you show sow into relationships wrong, it's going to show up in destruction. And a lot of times, the destruction is on you. It is. And we don't even know. Like, the damage that's going to be done is, God has been giving me so much. He's giving me so many answers to so many questions lately. And I'm like, you know what? Father, you said draw near to you. You're going to draw near to me. And it's all going to make sense. And it's been making sense. And the fresh start starts with the repent. Once you repent, right? Lord, pluck up these negative, ugly seeds. Anything that hasn't germinated or grown yet, anything that's starting to shoot up and grow, can we levelize that and cut that out right now? Show me the boundaries I need to have in place. Show me how to operate in you in every relationship. Don't let me assume that I'm operating correctly because it seems spiritual, because it seems right. Don't let me, don't let me do that. Don't, don't let me do that. Teach me how to properly seek the kingdom first. Teach me how to properly follow, follow after the kingdom. Teach me how to take this word. Yeah, Pastor Mary, a divine crop failure. I'm asking you, Lord God, don't even let it continue to grow. Don't even let it continue to show up in my life. I know it's of no good. It was planted wrong. It was done wrong. It was executed wrong. And I'm sorry. And I'm tired of reaping from what I've sown in my flesh. I need everything that I'm connected to 
I need everything that I'm connected to to be divinely aligned and a divine relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. I love y'all. It's how I feel this morning. I love y'all so much. God is doing, oh, I got to pray one thing. I got to pray and then we're going to go. I got something I need to pray. God is doing divine. He is divinely aligning our lives in this season. And if you will stick and stay close to the master, not to me, to the master, he will start aligning your life exactly the way that it needs to be. But you got to stick and stay close to the master, not to me, not to a person, not to a pastor, to the master, because he is the one that created you. So when you show up even here or at church in your other places, make sure you're showing up with right motives, right? I'm, not, I'm showing up here not because, yep, drawn to the anointing, drawn to the oil, whatever, the how you want to see it, drawn to what's here on coffee and conversation, but make sure every comment you make in the post is for the glory of God, not to be seen, not to be heard. Make sure you're not showing up in... Make sure I'm here in authenticity, because if I show up like this and I show up in the right place, I'm, I'm going to get exactly what I need out of it. And I won't be moved when life happens and be like, huh? I've never seen so many people. I ain't getting nothing. You always get something out the word of God. I always get something out the word of God because it's timeless. <laughs> it's timeless. Like, it's just always, and every time I listen to something, he's giving me more, like, show up, show up in the authenticity, show up not to be seen, show up not to be heard, show up for community, show up for love. And if you'll do that, that's what you're going to reap. You will reap, not, you ain't going to reap, you ain't going to reap nothing in the flesh because you ain't sowing that in the flesh. You ain't sowing into, you ain't going to church just so people can know you go to church. You ain't doing those kind of things. You ain't. Calling and checking on people when you really don't feel like it. Just so you could be seen and heard. You ain't doing it. Show, show. Come on. I'm just, we're going to get free today. Woo! Lord, I thank you. Um, let us not abuse your system. Let us not abuse your word. Now I want to pray over anybody discouraged right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Um, I drive out this discouraging spirit that has been put on your people that especially shows up during the holiday season in which they don't have any hope. Lord, your people need hope this, this, this year. Your people need to end the year hopeful. Lord God, they need your strength. They need your empowerment. They need your grace and they need your peace. Your people need to know that they are loved. So Father God, fill your people with hope today. My God, encourage them through the word to let them know you will never leave them or forsake them. Never. Woo! You are always with them. And if God be for them, who can be against them? Thank you, Father God, that they be absolutely anchored in the truth. And even if they think they see what they see, that they put their hope and they trust and the final resort of who you call them to be in you. In Jesus name. Amen. Two, two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, that's why I always say that like that, right? Um, I don't want to be one of them people like, you need to, and I believe in it, and I'm going to believe I don't, I believe in you should, wherever you grow, you should plant. That's my personal belief, right? I'm just being honest. 
But I think the Lord has to place it on your heart to give and to partner with the ministry. That's a conviction, right? The Lord places it on your heart or, you know, this is what you partner with. And the Lord is like, you need to get then give, like go to the website, you can give there, you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y, you can give there. That's a personal thing, right? It's kingdom, but it's a personal thing. Second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord Savior, if you thought you weren't worthy of Jesus, I'm your testament. See, I don't have a clean slate. I don't. I don't. I witnessed that to Josiah's friends the other day. And a lot of times when we grow up as Christian parents, um, they present Jesus to us from a space without giving us their mistakes and their issues. I'm never that way with my boys. I tell them all the time I was trapped at tested. <laughs> I lived a life that was not holy. I went to church when still was not holy. Um, did not even know I was worthy really of this Jesus um, that the world had talked about and I'd heard about my whole life. If you're here today and you like something is on her life that I need connected to my life, right? Anybody that knows my story and journey, it has not been easy. If you're here today and you like, there's something, there's something on her, like that I, that I, whatever this is, I want this. I'm gonna tell you at the end of the day, it is it's not me. I'm, I'm not this kind, I'm not thoughtful. Um, my flesh is selfish. Um, I'm not, I'm not graceful with my words. My tongue will eat you up and think that um, it's holy boldness. I'm not. What I what changed me and changed my life was at 27 years old. I really found out who Jesus was. Been in church all my life, and when I accepted Him this time, and I went back in the water, I experienced the grace and the love, and He began to transform me from the inside out. And I don't do it on my own. I just every day show up and say, here I am, Lord, I'm presenting my body to you as a living sacrifice. And I want to please you. And I want to do what's right. And sometimes I don't. So I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your love. Now conform me according to your word and not this world. And then I sit and I read word, the word of God. And the more I read the word of God and the more I spend time in a community of believers, the more I understand who I am, Chanquita, and how he created me and how unique and beautiful and special he made me. But in him, not in me. Because if I do it in me, I'll start taking credit for what he's done. If that's you, I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed this prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And then what we're going to do is send you some resources and materials. We got some things going out this week for some people who have requested um, and I want to make sure I include you in this. I love you. 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 But God loves you so much more than I love you. I promise he does. And then I need you to do me a favor because the kingdom of God operates on one principle and one precept. And that's love. Go be love today. Don't be. 
you know what? Say, you know what? I'm putting up the angry girl. I'm putting up the murmur and the complainer. And everywhere I go today, I'm going to spread a little love. Right? I'm going to spread a little love. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. And then show up. Let's be back here tomorrow. Let's do community. Let's do kingdom. Woo! My God. I can't wait to. I'm already. I'm, I'm going to be president today. But I'm already so excited about like where we going, where God is going, where he's transforming us, what he's doing. I'm so excited to see how he meets us in this place tomorrow. And I hope you come back and join us today. I love you. Love, peace and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you for transforming your children. I thank you for a fresh Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.